you're listening to the Wander Well Podcast, your place for travel and wellness, transparency, inspiration, and motivation. I'm your host, Katie J. I've mentioned before that I really wanted to show you guys the development of these interviews and What you will hear in this episode is that it starts off with Danny and I kind of recapping a little bit because we got a few minutes into the interview and then the call cut off. Technical issues, they're super annoying. But what I can tell you from what was cut off, because it was actually also lost, which is devastating. I don't know how it disappeared from my computer, but it did. I asked her an icebreaker question, which was, what do the first 60 seconds of each of your days look like or a typical day in your life? And she said that she usually presses snooze several times before getting up in the morning. So that is kind of her routine. I completely can relate to that. I press snooze quite a bit. So that is something that you missed from her interview. And I'm so sorry that I'm not able to include her voice saying it. But we are going to just go ahead and pick right up with her kind of recapping what it is that she does and what Mountain Chicks is. So I hope you enjoy. Mountain Chicks. I had mentioned before that I plan group hikes with my ambassadors and camping events too. Um, And a lot of what I do also revolves around the partners that we have because we have some brands that we work with that I really admire and I create content from them. So Everything from social posts to blogs to photography as well. And that's pretty much what I spend a lot of my time doing outside of the event aspect is communicating with these partners, talking about new ideas for content and seeing how we can continue to really grow each other. And that was definitely not where Mountain Chicks had originally intended to be. Uh, It started in 2016. We just turned a year old in November and we were simply an Instagram page just sharing women's stories and their favorite adventure pictures. Then slowly but surely we would get questions saying, hey, are you going to actually start hosting hikes? So the first group hike was in Arizona where the first chapter started. And after those photos went up, there were so many more ladies flooding in asking to open up chapters in their states as well. So we started a magic chapter in the Pacific Northwest, Colorado, Southern California, Northern California, our ambassador program launched in February. And then now we have, like I said, a team of 50 planning a bunch of adventures. And now we have some awesome brands that I've been able to work with and create some content. They support our events as well. So it's been a really crazy ride this year, seeing that grow into what it is today. Uh, The hair flip, I have always been one to just chop all of my hair off. And I get so sick of letting it grow, even though I tell myself I'm going to, I say, no, I'm done with this. I want my bob back. So I'll cut it off. And then this year I said, okay, I'm going to just fight the urges. I'll let my hair grow. And it's to the point now where 
I had decided that it was long enough for one of those epic, like Procter and Gamble, Garney Fruit Tis type commercial hair clips. So it, it was literally just me one day saying, I'm going to take this picture with the hair flip. And I flipped my hair and it looked all cool. The locks were going in different places. I mean, it, it was ad worthy. It was like beautiful, you know, I'm very biased, but I took this picture and then I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take more of these. And just everywhere I went, it's always been, oh, I can't forget to get the hair flip picture. And once those started getting posted and shared, then it became a sort of inside joke between me and my ambassadors and they send me hair flip pictures too. So it's like part of being the mountain chicks family now. Like you got to just flip your hair. And even if you don't have enough hair to flip, you just try it, like do it anyways, get some wind going through your locks and hair flip Friday. (laughs) That's where you can find us. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's the story. So who knows? Maybe one day you will see me on one of those cable TV shampoo commercials. But for now, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it in-house. I love that. And also, congratulations on your first year. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really inspiring for someone like me. I'm just getting started as well. So it's like this. I like how it kind of just grew organically in the way that people were reaching out to you like hey we want to hike with you or at least learn where we can hike from you you know yeah and I mean you really hit it on the on the nail saying that it grew organically because that's just exactly how it happened and there are so many other hiking groups out there and that's something that I always tell people like you can join whatever groups you want at your leisure there's something for everybody but What I really think makes us stand out is that inclusivity aspect that I talked about earlier because people want to bring their spouses. They want to bring their furry friends, even their kids if they have to. Nobody wants to stay at home. They all want to find people that have this common interest of getting outdoors. And it's so much easier when you take out one less barrier and just say, yeah, if you need to bring a friend to make you more comfortable let's do it. Like, let's just all get outside together and be happy campers in that sense, instead of saying, Oh no, that that's a guy. You can't bring him along. (laughs) So making it a lot easier for people is what we're all about. And that message is definitely carried forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. I, I really, I mean, so when I first graduated college, I moved to San Francisco and I didn't stay there very long, only about six months. I felt like it was really hard to find a community. And I kind of made the decision that anytime I moved to a brand new city where I didn't know anyone, that I was going to find an outdoor group or like a yoga group or something to join, you know, as because as an adult that's not in college anymore, there aren't clubs and you know, all these different extracurricular activities, teams, it's not as easy, you know, but groups like this make it really easy. And I was looking at uh, the NorCal chapter because I'm going to be moving to Santa Cruz in June. So I was like, hmm, let me see what they have here. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to join us. We have some awesome ambassadors there. They're, they're amazing girls and they planned a Yosemite trip in the past. They just went to Pinnacles National Park and they have a retreat coming up too, which should be really exciting for everybody. But I agree. I 
When I got out of college, I had been involved in all these different groups. And a lot of the people that I actually knew in school, they stayed really close to home. But you start to realize that everybody's interests change and everyone has different lives that they lead. And so I wasn't into outdoor stuff at all when I was in college. So I had never even made friends that were into those sorts of activities. And when I started finally getting into hiking, it was hard for me to like convince my friend that I just go shopping at the mall with to come on a hike with me because it's, it's new territory for everybody. So it's been really nice to be able to see these communities grow and then even make my own friendships within them too. So now we all just share this common interest of wanting to do things together in the outdoors, which has been really great. Absolutely. I love that. Um, well, cool. So then did you have any obstacles within the past year that you had to overcome in order to get to where you guys are today? Definitely. So I think a big obstacle for us was the quick growth. So when our when our ambassador program launched in February, we had 12 ambassadors. And you're talking going from February to around early fall and somewhere in between, we got 50 girls on the team. So that was a really quick change because I'm in Arizona. I can't be everywhere at once. So when we're opening up chapters in New England, how am I going to get them started? How am I going to communicate with these ladies? You know, we're growing so fast. All these people are joining chapters. How are we going to keep up with the events? And what I realized early on is I'm still not going to be able to get everywhere at once. It's impossible. Uh, so I need to just make things as easy as they can be for myself and ambassadors too. And Really, what I started doing was sitting down, making these resources for them, like tutorials on how to use Eventbrite, for example. That's something that we use for events and how to use Google Drive so that we're all communicating on the same system and keeping that open line of communication and being able to talk with these ambassadors on a frequent basis, whether that's through email, text message, or even Facebook helped tremendously because we all found out what our individual struggles were and we're able to just collaborate online as a team so that we can figure them out together even though we couldn't be right next to each other solving problems so that was definitely a, a big obstacle for us this year was getting from those 12 girls to now 50 to having chapters in all states of the U.S., but we're at a point now where I'm looking to double <laughs> that number. So I want a hundred girls on the team. So we've we've figured out a really good groove, and we've been able to just openly share things with one another and be able to say, "Hey, this is a this is a really hard thing for me to do. I don't understand how to." make this event or, you know, I actually think that we need three ambassadors in this state instead of two because we have so many members that are across the board and figuring out where we can make things work and solve problems together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I noticed that you guys have a Facebook page for each chapter. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. That is correct. 
does that get confusing for you? <laughs> I get confused oh. going between my personal and my bu- one business page. <laughs> you know, I have to say it's super confusing when I open up my Facebook and I'm in every single group, right? So I get all of the notifications. I get, I know what's going on on the East coast, what's happening in California. So I think it's, it gets confusing when somebody asks me a question like, Hey, did you see what they posted in the PNW page? And I'm thinking, oh no, of course not. I, I woke up today and I had a hundred messages. And then you know, you go to the group and there's a hundred new posts already, and you're like, oh, okay, well, now I don't know which one they're talking about. So that gets confusing, but I think I have a, a good handle on who's where and what's going on. And I've limited myself to only checking Facebook notifications just a couple times a day because there's way too many things going on at once. So it's manageable, but it's definitely, it's, it's a challenge in itself for sure. Absolutely. What advice would you give to someone who kind of wants to follow in your footsteps? You have to just go for it. Not, I am such a planner. I want everything to happen on my time when I say so, but that is not how the world works. And the quicker that you can figure that out and just go for things, even when you don't think that you're ready for them will benefit you in the long run. Uh, There is no manual on how to get 50 ambassadors, open up Facebook groups in every single state, run an Instagram page and do content marketing for brands. So if you can just say, okay, well, I want to do things that are a little bit out of the norm. I don't really know how to do them, but I think that I can kind of piece some things together and figure it out. Then do that because the more that you can learn on your own and solve problems in that way, the more you're going to definitely be setting yourself up for success in the future. Absolutely. And you said there's no manual for that, but maybe now that you've done it, you should make one. That is so true. Touche. I did not think about that. Yes. So stay tuned for Danielle's manual on mountain chicks and how to open up your own online community. There you go. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Well, the last question that I have is just where can people go to learn more about you and mountain chicks? Yeah, so the easiest place to go would be to the Mountain Chicks website, which would be www.mtnchicks, and that's D-H-I-C-K-S dot com. And then we're also on Instagram, too. So our handle is mtnchicks on there as well. And either one of those places will link you to both my personal page and chapters and any other resources that you need to find out about mountain chicks. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, you're super welcome. At this point in our conversation, we switched out of interview mode and into advice mode. As someone who started a community of women, all with the same goals and values, outdoor adventure, I'm interested in how she did it and what the back-end logistics look like. I asked her about her website. I like her website. I think the design is clean and easy to navigate. So I asked her what platform she uses and what she, and whether or not she would recommend it. 
Well, thank you. Uh, so I actually use Weebly, um, but I would recommend using WordPress uh, just because it has a lot more functionality and more even storage space as well. So if anything ever happens to your site, you'll always have your content on there. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that I'm switching over to. But if you're looking for like a quick beginners drag and drop type of site to use, Weebly, I think is super easy and user friendly. Danny also offered to help answer any questions I have about starting a passion project. We both agree that it's a scary venture and we're both prepared to become cavewomen at any moment. If you have any questions at all about, I mean, you said that you're just starting out with trying to make this your groove and your full-time job eventually, probably. Uh, let me know because it's not easy at all. Like I said, there isn't a manual for it. So just let me know if you ever need help or if you have questions about even the NorCal chapter and stuff. And I'd be super happy to answer anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I probably will reach out to you because there's so many things that I just I mean we're similar in the sense that like I want everything to look exactly how I want it to look but I'm also very impulsive and just set this up after learning about e-commerce and all that good stuff at a music festival in October and I was like I can totally do that bought a domain here we are <laughs> like, just so you know we'll just we're just figuring it out as we go <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's exactly how it is, too. And you know what? I'm the same way, super impulsive. I feel like sometimes I should probably take a day or two to sleep on things. But I say, you know what? Why not? Just let's just do this. And if it doesn't work, then we'll forget about it. Eventually, the whole world will forget about <laughs> it. And it'll be okay. It's like it never happened. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Thank you so much for your time again and, and hope you have a great day. Yeah, thank you. This was super fun. And I'm glad that finally technology just decided to carry forward through the last of our interview. If the call dropped again, I was going to throw my laptop into the lake next to my apartment and be like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm going cavewoman. No one's ever going to find me. It's over. It's over. <laughs> no one looked for me. No one even no. tried to reach out. Off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> All chokes aside, this brings up a really important point about entrepreneurship. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it. It's not easy, and oftentimes there isn't an exact manual for launching the exact business you're trying to launch. I watched countless YouTube videos and dozens of ways to earn income online before I found a niche that works for me. And then I further defined the niche that works for me, and then I decided that niche didn't work for me either. It's all a trial and error game. Figuring out what works for you, asking the right people, getting the right help, spending countless hours on the phone with support, and figuring it out. Entrepreneurship is scary, but Danny is a living example of what it can be when you just want to do something good. And people respond because they like what you're doing and they can commit to that vision. If you want to start a business, be sure to ask yourself, why? Why am I starting this business? If your intentions are pure and if you really want to create something that's good for the world, you're going to succeed and it's going to take hard work.
Thanks for stopping by. I'll see you next week. Have a good one.